0: Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. I am here at an area cafe with Tom, Lisa and a couple of their friends who are having what I think is an interesting conversation. They are part of the podcast team and are testing out possible podcast segments with each other. Lisa shares a novel conversation strategy, and Tom is concerned about the vocabulary challenged. Let's listen in for a few minutes.
1: I am happy to have a turn in the talker role. It's always fun to get a chance to talk when everyone else is committed to listening. As I recall Irma Bombek is the person who said that it seems rather incongruous that in a society of super sophisticated communication, we often suffer from a shortage of listeners. We have many conversations under a variety of circumstances. Some are pleasant and others are challenging, some are easy and others are frustrating. The latter are just like Kurt Vonnegut said, people have to talk about something just to keep their voice boxes in working order so they'll have good voice boxes in case there's ever anything really meaningful to say. What if there was at least one situation where we could be assured that the conversation would always be pleasant and easy, never challenging or frustrating? I have some terrific news. A friend has discovered just such a situation. He has a brick on his desk that is the perfect conversationalist. His brick is not merely a run-of-the-mill brick and we would need to go to considerable effort to find one like it for our desk. It's a brick with bumps on it that is made specially for sidewalk curbs so blind people can tell when they are near the corner. As you can tell this is a very special brick that was made to be helpful. Here's what my friend discovered. His special brick is even more helpful than its creators envisioned. He learned this after one of those challenging, frustrating conversations with an associate. Once the person left his office, he was reminded of something his father said about him when he was about 12. His father said, I swear, sometimes talking to you is like talking to a brick. He doesn't recall what the conversation was about but does remember that insightful observation. Back to the brick. When he was at last alone in his office, he thought he would see if talking to a brick was as productive as the conversation he had just had with his associate. Anyway, here's what he learned. Talking to a brick can be most satisfying. These are the top 10 reasons why a conversation with a brick is at least as pleasant as talking with some folks. We all know who they are, don't we? Sure we do. At least I know who they are for me. A brick doesn't get agitated and never yells. A brick doesn't interrupt me. A brick doesn't disagree or argue with me. A brick doesn't think it's smarter than I am. A brick doesn't roll its eyes and look at the ceiling. A brick is trying to be helpful or at least not screw things up. A brick is not in a hurry and trying to rush me. A brick doesn't care if I interrupt our conversation to take a phone call. A brick is always there when I need to talk. And number 10. A brick isn't trying to get me to do anything. What do you think? Does talking to a brick beat some of those conversations you have to have with a few of those people who happen to walk into your office? If so, all you need to do is find your own special brick, with bumps on it if possible, and converse at your leisure.
0: I agree that getting a turn to talk when others are committed to listening is very nice. Thanks for agreeing on a turn for me. I want to discuss something in a way that is serious and also kind of fun. The problem is that it may not be a message that younger or particularly sensitive ears should hear so if anyone is listening who is in either camp, take a second to mute me for a few minutes. Okay, here I go. As I recall it was Maurice Baring who said whoever one is, and wherever one is, one is always in the wrong if one is rude. I definitely don't want to be rude nor do you. At least I assume you don't. I avoid what I have come to think of as rude or vulgar behavior. Eric Hoffer punctuated the point when he said, rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. I don't see myself as weak or an imitation of anyone or anything else. I like to think of myself as my own person and am most certainly not rude. However there is a little tip that may come in handy now and then, even for classy people like us. It expands our options a tad as we keep our commitment not to be rude or vulgar. Have you heard people talking whose vocabulary seems to be so adjective challenged that everything is effing this or effing that? It can get to where it's hard to tell whether effing is a good quality or bad. Of course effing is also sometimes a verb which I presume refers to desirable activity but even that isn't always clear. The problem is that effing has become a word that people who are even slightly literate carefully avoid, along with staying away from people who include it in their active vocabularies. This is unfortunate since effing actually has a lot going for it if managed thoughtfully. You are skeptical? Listen on. Do you ever have trouble sticking to your personal priorities? Even worse... Do you sometimes have trouble knowing what your priorities are? The next time you find yourself struggling with what's important or what deserves your attention, remember that it's only a temporary memory lapse. You have just forgotten about effing. F1 equals family. What's that you are saying? You have higher priorities than your family? Okay. You must be way into money or power or both. If so you definitely have no interest in this kind of effing. Your kind of effing is quite another approach to success. Let's hope that you are very good at it and that the next person you meet isn't better at it than you. If they are you are likely to learn a tough lesson that you are unlikely to enjoy. Nonetheless it's your choice. The rest of us will stick with F1 equals family. F2 equals friends. Let me restrict friends to people we could call in the middle of the night and ask them if they will do us a big favor. Sure. We can call anyone whenever we feel like it. Friends are the ones who don't ask us if we have lost our effing mind. Actually they don't ask anything. They just say, sure, and wait to see what we need. Do you have a friend like that? If so, thank your lucky stars and be sure you never do anything to jeopardize such a special relationship. You have hit the people jackpot. F3 equals fun. There you go again mumbling in the middle of my talk. You are too busy for fun. You have too much responsibility to take time out for fun. You are going to have lots of fun just as soon as you are successful. You have your priorities and having fun isn't one of them. Oh well, it seemed worth mentioning. While you are keeping your shoulder to the grindstone, the rest of us are going to take a little time now and then for some fun. You never know. You might notice us and decide that it looks like so much fun that you will give it a try, if you remember how. Let's hope that you still remember how once you are finished becoming successful and that you are still up to it whenever that day finally arrives. F4 equals food. (laughs) Eating healthy is important and we are what we eat and there isn't any free lunch. But since you need to eat, you might as well make it a priority. It's better than fasting which is the only other F word in the category. What is the absolute best snack in the world? No, don't worry about regular, everyday food. You'll work enough of that in without making it a priority. Think about a great snack, a totally terrific snack, the perfect snack. Do you have it in mind? Can you taste it? Is it at the center of your attention? Okay. That's called prioritizing. How will you get that snack for yourself? That's called planning. Now make that snack yours. That's called performance. There you go. Prioritize, plan, perform. That snack is yours. F5 equals faith. This one is easy. Have faith in your family. Have faith in your friends. Have fun while you prioritize, plan, and perform. Most importantly, have faith in you. If you do, you are assuredly going to be an effing success. Now just how cool is that? Sure, it's effing cool. That's all the time we have today, but please stop by again soon. You never know what is here for you on the Audio Tidbits podcast.